Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. If you have questions about our church or following Jesus, feel free to reach out to us at info at theplantchurch.org. Now, here's today's message. I'm going to invite Pastor Paul to come forward. This past week, our senior high was away at a cultural camp, like a missions trip. And this morning's going to be a very special morning. You are going to be hearing testimonies from the students that went. They're going to share what God is up to. And here's what I want to challenge you with. Right now in the history of America has never been a hard time to be a teenager and be a follower of Jesus. It is harder to be a follower of Jesus as a teenager than a grown adult. Do you know that? And we as a church are doing everything in our ability and our power to partner with the Holy Spirit so our teenagers have an opportunity to know Christ and make him known. And our desire this morning is that as these teenagers are inspired to run after the things of God, that you would say, I want to run alongside them too. Amen? Amen. Amen. Paul, come on up. Amen. Thank you, brother. Love you, brother. Love you too. What's up, guys? My name is Paul. I'm the youth and young adults pastor here at The Plan. It is a pleasure to be here with you. How's everybody doing this morning? Good? That was really weak. I know the weather's bad, but you don't have to be bad. How are you guys all doing this morning? <laughs> awesome. Um, it's my pleasure and honor to be able to just share a little story with you guys. Uh, this past week, we got to go uh, to New York City. Um, just last week, you guys prayed for us and sent us off to go to New York where we would just be able to share the gospel, learn more, and immerse ourselves into a different culture. Um, and this is honestly, this is the first step. This is not the goal. This is just simply the first step to the bigger means of what God is doing in our church. And I'm, I specifically say our church because it's not just about the youth group. It's all of us as a family, as a collective, as a community working together to see God's kingdom move. And so what I want to share, instead of me just talking to you guys for the whole while, show you a little video of our story. <laughs> Praise God for what he is doing. Amen? Amen. Um, just a little background of what, uh, where we went and who we partnered with and what happened. Um, we reached out to Envision, uh, which is part of our Christian and Missionary Alliance. Uh, they work heavily with people all around the world to send workers out uh, to many countries. But we, got, we had the privilege and honor to partner with Brian and Michelle Davis, who were originally international workers out, I believe, in Senegal. And then they, uh, and they worked with the West African People Group and then ended up having to come back to New York, where they began to plug themselves into West African people groups in this city, uh, and we had the pleasure to go and partner with a program that they set up called Culture Camp. Now, it wasn't limited to just West African people groups, but all sorts of religious communities in the surrounding area, and we had the pleasure to be partnered with the uh, Punjabi, pe uh, Punjabi Sikh people group out in Queens, and that is where we got to spend the week, and so more than hearing about our experience from me, I would love to share our experience from our fellow youth group students. And so the first person I want to invite up is Natalia Call. So as she comes up, can we just give her a round of applause? Hi. 
Hello, everybody. I'm Natalia Cool, and I'm 16, and I'm going to be a junior at Ramsey High School. During this past week on this trip, I have had so much um, fun getting to know God a little better and getting to know this group of people. Um, on this trip, um, it was nothing what I expected, but it was everything that I needed it to be. We were all over the city, and I have many stories that I could share, like me yelling, I hate rats, in the middle of Times Square, <laughs> or um, us helping um, people with their groceries, or us just going on long prayer walks, um, praying for what we see in our environment surrounding us. But I'll, I'll keep it short, and I'll just share one story in particular. So it was our second to last day in the in the city and we are going to the park for the second time to share some food and talk and pray for some people in that park and community. So many kids were coming to the table grabbing snacks and running away giggling when I tried to talk to them. But one came back and asked me to come with her and I'm like, all right, I'll come. And she just dragged me all around the playground making me go all over, play on the monkey bars, which it's been a couple of years. Um, but we had fun, and as the more time we spent together, the more people, they began to join us, more of her friends, and we were all just having fun. It was like a group of five or six of us, and they were like, they ranged between the ages of five to eight-year-olds, and they were really cute, and I, I later asked them, um, I asked them, um, do you know Jesus? And their eyes just lit up, saying, yes, we know Jesus, and they just got really excited about it, and that just sparked a lot of joy within me that these kids got so excited when I just even mentioned his name and his love. And it reminded me of one of the services in the past about having childlike faith and curiosity. And it reminded me to keep searching for the Lord in my life and um, to not always just be focusing on God when I'm in church or in youth group or on this missions trip but to keep looking for him in every moment in my life. And God was behind us, and was with us on this trip. Uh, um, during it, when we were praying for people, and even after it, when uh, I was picked up, me and my family, we went to go di get dinner together, and they sent me in by myself. So I was just waiting online in Chipotle, waiting to order, when um, this guy in front of me asked me, um, you look tired, and I'm like, wow, I must look really bad if, I, if they're saying this to me, but um, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty tired, and he asked why, and I'm like, well, I just got back from a trip, um, and he could have just been like, okay, and left me alone, but he kept pressing for more information. He's like, where did you go? And I'm like, New York City, and he's like, why? And I'm like, and then I shared my story to him of how I was on a missions trip with my church and how we went around um, the community of specifically Punjabi Sikhs um, to learn more about them and pray over their community. And um, he was like, wow, that's really cool. And he just explained how important the work I was doing and how important it is for me to continue to be doing this, to share his, the word and to pray for people. And it turns out he was Christian and it was just a, a really surprising experience. Just like right when I got home, someone approached me about it. And um, it just affirmed that God was behind us on this trip and that 
he, he encourages us to continue to do this work. So just continue praying for us to do this work and to send out more of his people to spread his word. Thank you. Amen. Come on, guys. When you think about that story, right? Just how God is moving, just not over there, but he reminds us to bring everything that we experience back home to, that the job's not finished. And so we just give praise and all glory to God and what he is doing. And so we're not just going to let the stories end there, but we have another story uh, for you, and it's going to come from another student, Julia Montfort. Come on, Julia. Julia. Um, I'm going to be a junior at Northern Highlands this year. And something that really stood out to me during this trip was when we went to the um, Bethlehem Punjabi church. You know, going there, I was too excited because we were tired, just want to go home, take a nap, you know, shower, whatever. But luckily we went, well, we had no choice, but we went anyways. But, and... <laughs> I was just amazed to see all these people worshiping Jesus who you don't normally see. Because especially in their community, in their group, you usually see a Sikh person or a Hindu person, but you never see them worshiping our same Savior. And it was just, it hit me because I was, past, past year has not been super easy for me. I went through a rough patch and I was like, where is God? I see him but he's not here with me. Why am I doing this alone? <laughs> Sorry. Don't wait until I wasn't going to cry. Anyways. Um, I was like, where is God? Why isn't he helping me? I see him help all these other people. Why is he leaving me alone? And I realized he wasn't leaving me alone. He was with me all that time, and he was helping all these other people get to know him and get to know that he can save. Because um, as Pastor Gill told us that um, these people are trying to seek truth. That's what we learned. Sorry, um, we learned a phrase in Punjab, which Satriya call, which means God is truth, and so which is true, but obviously not how they believe it. And so, it just hit me that these people are trying to find truth, but they're seeking it in different idols and worshiping all these different gods and trying to find it in Satan. And it was just, it was mind blowing that they found their hope in Jesus which is the same Jesus we worship, and they know that he can save, and he gives them hope. And after the service, we met these two um, girls who, one just graduated college, and the other is a junior. And so they were just asked for prayer, and it was just amazing to see. They were so happy that they saw us there, because, and they always said, God bless you. They were so sweet, so welcoming, and it, I just, it still hit me again, like, God is at work in everybody's lives. And, you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. And it just, it was my, I was amazed. I was so happy to see all these people knowing Jesus and helping spread the word. And Pastor Gil told us to share the word of his church. And so, yeah, that's it. I was just really happy. So. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it, to see 
and hear the stories of how God is moving, not just here at the planet, but all across, not just in our American context, but across so many people groups. I'm telling you, in that church, when, when they were worshiping, I think Rob would have loved it because they did nothing but dance. <laughs> they were yelling, they were screaming, they were jumping. Um, what, what can I say? They don't use guitars. They use accordions. And instead of the keys, you guys remember that one time during a worship night, Steve Bailey was playing, and he started hitting an like a electronic beat? Well, they use an electronic beat <laughs> during worship. And we thought it was just one song. It was every song. And I tell you, for us, for us, it was a lot. We were like, okay, same line, 40 times. <laughs> and they do it again with the next song. But it was amazing. It was an amazing experience to see that just even with one line declaring it for Jesus it's overwhelming us because of how passionate they are. In the same way you heard in Julia's story, how amazing, amazing, amazing it is. Um, but, la- but last but not least, we have one last testimony to share with all of you. And it's going to come from uh, one of our youth leaders, uh, Brian Arita. So if you guys can, just give him a warm welcome. Up. bless you all. Thank you for this opportunity to be up here to share this testimony. So I was at the park with my youth and I was just looking around and seeing the people and I saw someone all the way across from the park and I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me, go talk to him twice. I heard it twice, go talk to him. And I was like, okay, Lord. So I, I walked up and I went all the way across to the park. And I see this guy flying a drone, and I start asking questions about the drones, and I'm like, oh, you know, uh, how do you build it? Where do you get these parts? Because, you know, I'm, I'm also interested, too. And then I start asking him a little more personal questions, like, where are you from? And then at that very moment, after he answered my question, I froze. And I was like, I don't know what else to say. And I just felt the Holy Spirit again tell me, ask him what he believes in. So then I was like, so, what do you believe in? And he's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm right now, I read the Satanist book. Um, I read the Muslim book. Uh, right now, I'm going to a Buddhist temple right now. And uh, right now, I'm just, you know, trying out different things to see what fits me. And I was like, oh, so you're seeking truth, I told him. You're trying to seek truth. And then I asked him, but do you know truth? And he was like, right now, I'm in the process of that right now. And he's like, also, I'm trying to see if I can get into the Punjabi church. And I'm like, oh, we, we were just there, I told him. But you're trying to seek truth, I told him. And I know the truth. And the truth is that Jesus came to die for you so you can have another chance and so you can have a purpose in your own life. And, and he's like, oh, no, I've, I've heard of this Jesus. I've heard of him. I know who he is. And I'm like, yes, brother. And I was like, I was sitting all the way across at, that, at the other side of this park, and I felt God kept telling me to, tell, to, to come up to you and talk to you and tell you about this Jesus that is truth, the truth that you've been seeking for your whole entire life. And then and he was like, okay. And, and then I was like, do you mind if I pray for you? And we got up, and I, and I hugged him, and I started praying for him. And after I was done praying for him, I looked at his eyes, and he started tearing up. And I was like, that is the truth you have been seeking for your whole entire life. And then and I hugged him one last time, and then I walked away. And as I was walking away, I was like, the moment you get a taste of my Jesus, 
you will know that that is the truth that you have been seeking for. So that is my story. God, brother. Praise God. Appreciate you sharing the truth, man. Glory to God. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. You know, as I was just thinking about after the after the missions trip and we're on our way home, I just began to meditate through all the stories that I got to not only listen to but also share with all of our students. And just coming into this Sunday, I was asking, Holy Spirit, what is it that can really just accumulate and summarize, put everything together, what this experience was? And I was reminded a couple years ago, I was at ATS, and my professor um, and a great friend of mine, Dr. Stanley John, he asked this question, you know, when Jesus fed the 5,000, when do you think the miracle happened? If you've heard this story before, there's thousands of people gathered to hear Jesus speak, and they're all hungry. And Jesus says, tells the disciples, go feed my people. And the disciples are like, but we got no money. We got no money. And out of the crowd comes a little boy with five loaves and two fish. And so Jesus takes the five loaves and two fish. He gives thanks, prays over it, breaks it, and then passes it out. And it says that it fed all the people, 5,000 men, and then including after that the children and women. And even then there was more than enough left over. And he proceeds and asks, when do you think the multiplication happened? Church, when do, you, when do you think the multiplication happened? We don't really think about these things when we read the passages, right? We tend to just kind of read it. Oh, yeah, cool, it happened. Nice, good stuff. And sometimes when we hear these testimonies, we tend to sometimes do the same thing too. Oh, cool story, good stuff. And I remember sitting in that room, just processing through, well, it surely had to have been when Jesus, you know, prayed over it and gave thanks, no? But he challenges us by saying, perhaps it's not necessarily in the prayer or the giving thanks, but maybe it actually happened in the breaking. Is that in the, bro- in the breaking of the bread and fishes, that instead of retaining something whole, Things need to be broken so that it can multiply. And I just thought back to that passage, and I just thought back to what he was sharing. How it just weighed heavily on my heart. That so oftentimes, more than not, us as not just Christians, but even as Americans, we try so hard to retain things as a whole. So desperate to preserve it from being broken. In fact, many of us, we come into the church because we feel broken, wanting to be restored, restored whole again. And yet, I couldn't help but wonder when I looked at our students that they are pure and innocent as children, and Jesus is sending them out to be broken. 
Most of them grew up here in Bergen County. Some of them have only left Bergen County to go on vacation or for school trips and such. But they've never been sent out to actually immerse and live their lives into someone else's world. And for many of us, that may be true as well. But I looked at our students and how in the beginning they fought so hard to preserve their worldview. They fought so hard and desperate by not even 48 hours later, they were desperately asking, Pastor Paul, can we please just have any kind of American food, please? I'll take French fries or a hamburger, a hot dog. I never eat hot dogs, but I'll take a hot dog. (laughs) But after a certain point, the Holy Spirit began moving. The Holy Spirit began challenging them to go on prayer walks, to walk around the community. No, you don't have to talk to anybody. Just pray. I can tell you, we walked a mile through Queens just to get to a park because we missed our bus. And during that mile, for a half hour, we just walked and prayed for every single person and thing we saw. I was standing in the back making sure nobody ran off. But I could hear their prayers. And I could hear and see the Holy Spirit breaking them, little by little. The very thing us as parents try so hard to preserve, right? I got two of my own. I actually have a third on the way, too. But as parents, I look at my son and my daughter and my soon-to-be daughter, and I want to just shape them perfectly, make sure nothing ever harms them. I'm I don't even want stairs in my house (laughs) because I'm afraid of what's going to happen. And and God sends our kids to say, go. Let your hearts be broken for what breaks his. Let your worldview break so that you can see what God sees. And that's what they saw. But as I said in the beginning, this is the first step. And I want to challenge you, church, too, to take that initiative as well. Where the Lord is calling you into a breaking. Let me say that again, church. The Lord is calling us as a family to walk into a breaking. Not so that we can protect ourselves out of fear, but in faith know that in our brokenness, God is going to multiply what he is doing in your life just in the same way he has done in each and every one of you later today in second service we're going to have two of our youth get baptized and confess that Jesus is Lord how amazing is that how amazing is that and instead of just going about resuming their daily lives our student has gathered to support them too And so I want to challenge you, church, that I pray and I hope not that you would not look down on our youth, but that they would be an inspiration to your faith as well, a reminder of when you were once a child. And like Natalia shared, remember that childlike faith that was so pure that when daddy said, come on, let's go, you didn't care where we were going. You didn't care what we were doing. 
all you knew is that wherever daddy went, it's not only going to be okay, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. And so we're reminded of this. Because Jesus shows us that it wasn't only in the breaking of that bread and fish that multiplication happened. But it also happened in the breaking of his body. We're going to go into a time of communion. And in front of you, you will have these little communion cups. And I want to invite you all to stand as we go into a time of communion. And as we take communion, I want to encourage you to just remember the first breaking that was Jesus' body. The blood that was shed on our behalf so that the multiplication of his love didn't only have to come through him, but it could also be poured out through each and every one of you. There is a higher purpose and calling in each and every one of your lives. And the Lord is calling each and every one of you by name. And so for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself on the night that he was betrayed. That Jesus took some bread. He gave thanks. Then he broke it. And said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper. And he said to his disciples, this is the cup which is my new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink. As we go into a time of worship, I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, that if there's any part of your heart, there's any part of you that is still doubting and second-guessing what God can do in your life, just look at our children and be reminded of what it means to have that childlike faith, to run after the Father who loves you so much, who knew you before you even were formed in your mother's womb. And he has been calling your name long before you came into this world. Let us pray. Gracious Father, God, Lord, we come before you now because, Lord, you are just so deep with love. You are so deep with compassion. You are so deep with hope that you would take your own son, your own body, and break it for your children. And so Jesus, let us not reserve ourselves and preserve our own selves. But Lord, would your Holy Spirit just come with a fresh anointing a fresh anointing of faith to step out 
step out of our reservation and step into the breaking so that the multiplication of your glory and kingdom would come through your people and your church. Father God, would you just come and have your way in your people for you are calling them to something bigger and greater. Not because we are, but because God, you are. We lift all glory to the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All God's people say, amen. Let us worship. Thanks so much for joining us today. If this podcast has been helpful for you to know Jesus and make him known, then check out our website for more sermons and other resources, theplantchurch.org.